Uni Taste Days proudly presents the Uni Guide, supporting you with all things university. Hello, and a warm welcome back to the Uni Guide podcast. In this episode, we're going to be exploring how you can potentially access free money while studying at university through bursaries and scholarships. We've got a special guest, and we welcome back the brilliant Anton from our student panel. But before we meet our guest today, I need to, of course, welcome back my trusty co-host, John. John Cheek of Unitaste Days. Welcome back to the pod, John. Hope you're well. Really good, Tim. Really looking forward to this subject, looking at scholarships, bursaries, free money. There is, believe it or not, free money out there, isn't there, Tim? There is, John. There is. You have to do a little bit of work for it, but we can walk you through that as the episode gets on. Anyway, it's great to have you on the pod, John, and I'm delighted to say we have another John, and that is going to be John Herring, John H. from Black Bullion. Welcome to the Guy podcast, John. Just give us a little bit of an intro. Really pleased to be here. Uh, my name is John Herring, and I am the scholarships lead at a company called Black Bullion, which is a financial well-being organization. We help students particularly with understanding personal finance and how to get themselves set up for the future great to have you with us john h over to john c now because i know you've got the two important questions we always start our podcast with yeah thanks tim so what we do john with every single podcast that we have is we always start with the same question and then end with the same question so obviously we'll come to the end one later on but if i can start with a simple one but a really important one. That's what do you do and why do you do it? That is an excellent question. What do I do? Well, I do a lot of things, to, to be frank, but um, I guess my primary responsibility is I have the opportunity to interact with big businesses across the UK and demonstrate to them why investing in education and investing in young people is so important both for their businesses and for the young people who are receiving those investments, but also how that impacts our wider society and our economy and all of the things that, you know, young people contribute to. So that's kind of what I do. And I think we'll dig a little bit more into that as we talk about what scholarships mean throughout the podcast. But the reason that I do it is because I was actually a recipient of a scholarship and uh, I was educated in the United States. I'm sure everyone has heard the accent already, but I never would have made it to university without a bit of financial support. It just wasn't going to be in my future. Uh, and I was lucky to receive $55,000 a year in scholarship to go to university. And I really do attribute that opportunity to where I am now. And now I have the wonderful opportunity to take that experience, that lived experience and that uh, knowledge and hopefully give back and, and try to help other young people live up to their potential and go after and find that educational outcome. Great stuff. Um, so I, I didn't realize that you had a scholarship, John. That's um, 55. Wow, wow. Okay. That's, I've prepared a few questions, but now I've heard that, I want to ask you a few more. Let me start with just a basic one, because a lot of people that are going to be listening to this podcast might well be thinking, you know what, scholarships and bursaries are I've heard a little bit about them, but don't know a great deal. So can I start with the basics? Do you mind just telling us a little bit about what scholarships are and what bursaries are? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the misconceptions is, is that these are vastly different things. And they're really not. <laughs> there are some nuances about each of them. But broadly, 
they are money that is being devoted to a young person who would like to pursue their educational journey. Bursaries, we typically see, are linked to previous financial circumstances or hardship or um, different things that may have been out of the young person's control. Uh, a lot of times when we see scholarships hit the market, there are other things attached to the scholarship rather than just personal circumstances, whether that's an application process and you're sharing some of your academic excellence or some of the clubs that you might have been a part of or extracurricular activities that you've performed, but there might be some other various lenses around what it means to apply for that opportunity. However, at a baseline, both of them are money that you do not have to pay back that is going to help you achieve your educational goals. John, I'm, I'm keen now hearing about your own scholarship journey. Do you mind just giving us a bit more information? Like you, you mentioned before about the, the scholarship you had, how that came about, how you found it, how it supported you. Do you mind just giving us a bit more context? Yeah, no, I'm more than happy to. I went to university in the United States and, you know, I'm sure many of your listeners know that the uh, educational design over there is, is not quite as student friendly as it is here in the United Kingdom. But I went to a very expensive university and, and, and simply didn't have the resource to be able to afford that. So I was really lucky that I was given some federal financial aid from the federal government as a result of my financial circumstance. And that is, you know, not having to be paid back. I also had a bit of a loan on top, but then I did have academic excellence that enabled me to get my university to support some of my learning because, you know, I was going to go to university and I was going to hopefully have high test scores and help the university progress and help us move up the league table and all of that sort of stuff. As I continued to go through my university journey, I actually ended up working for the university and doing some networking and engaging with people across the space. And my scholarship fund actually ended up increasing year after year uh, because of the time that I was investing back into the university, not as paid work, but as, you know, someone that was a role model across the, the university and, and wanted to give back to the community and, and drive that forward. So I was really fortunate that the work that I was putting in actually enabled me to reap some reward off the back of it and, and continue my educational journey. Fantastic. Thank you, John. Um, so, so, so interesting. Right. Let's, let's go back to little Jimmy that's listening to this podcast, thinking about his own university journey. Do you mind just giving us a bit, a bit of information about the, like, the different types of scholarships and bursaries and, and also, John, who, who actually offers all this free money that's available? Yeah, more than happy to. So I'll, I'll kind of do it in the reverse order of the question being asked. And the, the answer to who offers these opportunities is it really varies. There are big, big charities out there across the UK who open up uh, bursary funds. Um, there are individual families who are, you know, wealthier philanthropists who want to do something good for the community. Maybe, you know, maybe it's a, a wealthy doctor who says, we don't have enough doctors. I want to give back to young people. I want to get more people into medicine. And they might create a small bursary for uh, young people to pursue medical careers. We also see that universities, of course, have their endowments and they have their own funds and they might be bursary funds, they might be scholarship funds, they might be hardship funds, they might be grants for research. That's another kind of strand of educational funding. 
And then most recently, and I, I do really mean recently because this is not a widespread solution, but we see businesses getting involved and understanding that there are skills gaps in the UK and we need to be doing more collectively as corporate Britain to support young people from different diverse backgrounds and opening doors for young people to get into professional careers. So we're now seeing businesses get involved in creating scholarships in particular. Now, what are the different types? Again, various. So some are linked specifically to types of courses. We, we had the medical example, wanting to go into doctor or to be a doctor, to be a nurse or something like that might be very hyper-targeted at specific courses. We see some that are geographically linked. Um, there are a lot of big uh, renewable energy companies or construction companies who have big construction projects in local areas. And as part of those projects, they want to give something back to the community. And so they create geographic scholarships to support the young people of those local areas. We see some that are linked to a young person's background, whether that happens to be a diversity demographic piece of information, i.e., um, you know, we know that in tech, there's significant underrepresentation of young women, of people from Black heritage, of people from lower socioeconomic backgrounds, and maybe that makes you eligible for that scholarship opportunity. One of the things that I think is really important to note here, though, is these things are not handouts. These are opportunities that you're going to have to put a little bit of effort into, and you might need to complete an application and share a little bit of your story, and I think we'll dig into this a bit later, but they are excellent opportunities, and they oftentimes come with more than just the financial benefit, and I think we're digging into that a little bit later. Yeah, that's certainly on my list because I think a lot of people do like scholarships and bursaries, and we will come on to this, spoiler alert, but scholarships and bursaries, people just think it's it's related to money and, and scholarships and bursaries are related to money, but then there's there's wider benefits. And I've got, in terms of the, the things I'm really keen to ask John about as, that's joining us today, that is kind of on the list that the wider benefits and looking forward to doing so. So John, in terms of a student, um, let me give you a bit of context here. We, In terms of the podcast, we're lucky that we have a lot of students that are listening. We have parents listening. We have teachers that support students that are listening in, but probably the main audience is students. So in terms of like a, a go-to action, if a student says, you know what, I, I want to go to university, the biggest barrier to university is finance, which tends to be the, the case, you know, whether that's finance to pay for the course or finance to pay for their living costs. If they want to just do a bit of research about it and all this free money they hear about, do you know anywhere, John? I don't know if you know any websites that can help us um, in that scholarship search. I may have heard of one or two that might be able to help out. Of course, you know, I'm very proud to, to tout that blackbullion.com has probably the largest aggregation of funding opportunities for young people in the country. Um, so certainly I would point students in the direction of blackbullion.com, create an account, and you can explore our funding hub, which has numerous opportunities for you. There's also a website called the Scholarships Hub, which people may have already heard about. It, it is one of the most popular sites in the UK for doing this sort of research. We're fortunate that Black actually owns that website now because we wanted to be the number one spot for young people to go to. Um, but there are also other websites like the British Council, which does a lot of excellent work in, in creating scholarships and, and aggregating scholarships. 
And then really, really simply, and I think this is something that's often overlooked, is if you're a young person and you have an idea of which universities you might want to put in that UCAS application, Google that university name plus scholarships. Because I guarantee the universities that you are interested in are going to have opportunities for you. And it's just about going about and finding them. And unfortunately, university websites are so hard to navigate, even for me. <laughs> you know, I've been doing it for years and years, and they can be really tricky. So going straight into the Google, typing it in, and, and putting a scholarships at the start of that journey might help you to find that opportunity. And when John says about looking for scholarships and bursaries and using yeah, Google as your friend, a hundred percent agree with you. And and sadly, everyone does things you know, very different. So it's not like you can go onto one website and click on students and then scholarships and find it. And then the next website won't have a student's menu. And yeah, but this is all the fun you've got to look forward to. But it, but ultimately, it's it's so, so, so worth it. And hopefully, you know, listening to this podcast, you'll, you'll get that you know, from Tim, John, Anton later on and, and myself that it will take time. It's, you know, it's, it's a process. It's, it's probably not the most exciting thing to do, but the actual benefits and the, the outcome is, well, makes it far, 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 far. A great use of your time. That brings us to the end of part one. Join us after a short break where we'll be welcoming back Anton to talk about his experiences with bursaries and scholarships. Hello and welcome back to part two of the Uni Guide. We are talking bursaries and scholarships. And as promised, we've got Anton here from our student panel. Hello, everyone. Hey, Tim. Thanks for having me here. My name's Anton. I study at the University of Kent. I am on a degree in computer science with a year in industry, and I've just started that fourth and final year. Hi, Anton, and great to have you with us back on the Uni Guide here. Can't wait to find out more about bursaries and scholarships with you. To do so, John C has prepared some quick fire questions. So we're going to go quick fire, if you like, between John H and John C. Thank you very much, Tim. And uh, Anton, a big hello to you. Thank you so much for all your support on the podcast. It's so good to get a, to actually speak to a student because we've all been to university, but but you know, fair amount of time ago, long ago now. So it's really nice to be speaking to someone that's actually through it because the podcast is for people like you. So thank you so much for your support. And with that in mind, we're going to welcome you onto the podcast in terms of asking you five quick fire questions. So Anton, today we're looking at scholarships and bursaries. Do you mind just giving us an idea? Did you yourself access a scholarship or bursary when it came to looking at university? Hey, John. Uh, I've accessed both bursaries and scholarships, but the one I'll talk to you about today is the Stipend Ambassador Scholarship at the University of Kent. I think I'm supposed to hop in here and I've got a million and one questions, but I will focus on the ones that we are on script for, which is, what was that scholarship for? It gave me both financial freedom because it was an entitlement to a thousand pounds for every year of study. But also it came with the expectation that I would then work as part of the ambassador team and contribute to their outreach efforts. And for me, that's given so much development. And really that is what the, the scholarships for. It, it's not just the, the financial uh, support that it gives you, but also it gives you a chance to get involved with something meaningful and impactful within the university and the community. My next quickfire is, is about how it helps you. You touched on that a little bit, but most people associate scholarships and bursaries with free money. So do you mind just giving us an idea of, of how the money helps you? 
the the money was a big help but the actual experience of, of being an ambassador has been fantastic i know so many other people that have also taken part in it have secured the scholarship and one of my best friends in first year he joined the scheme later than me but seeing him grow it, it's so much easier to see that development from an outside perspective and you know confidence general skills communication and just being part of a the, the ambassador team is like a little mini family really within the university and I had the chance to actually work with the outreach team for my placement year so for me personally I wouldn't have had chance to do that if I hadn't got the scholarship and I hadn't been part of that scheme. Oh, that's brilliant to hear, Anton. It sounds like it was an incredibly rewarding experience as you think back and, and over those four years. But I want to take you back a little bit further because one of the things that I hear in my role all the time is how sometimes young people feel a bit of tension or a bit of awkwardness around applying for scholarships and bursaries. I was wondering if you'd be willing to share with us if you had any awkwardness when accessing the award or had any issues towards that start that you reflect on. Yeah, I mean, I think you've raised a really valid point there. When I was in sixth form, I, I didn't really know anything about scholarships. I didn't know that bursaries were a thing. And I had some representatives from Kent actually come to my school and they gave a really great talk about it, which sort of opened my eyes a little bit to what was available to me. But, you know, it was challenging. There was a scholarship I also managed to get uh, called the Partner Schools Scholarship. Now, there's a lot of schools up and down the country who are in some form of partnership uh, with higher education institutes. and they are normally allocated a couple of spaces per school as to who will get this scholarship when they progress to university. And so I had to write a, a little piece about you know, why I deserved the scholarship, what I had been involved with in sick form to uh, really prove myself. And I mean, I had no resources to, to go off of as in, I had no guidance. I knew that it was a, a thing I could apply for, but I didn't know how to structure that application. And for me, writing that that justification of why I deserved it was was pretty scary. But you know, later down the line, I did manage to uh, actually uh, secure the scholarship. So I must have done something right. <laughs> Thank you, Anton. And the the final question I wanted to ask you is. Given the amount of time you put into it and the outcome in terms of getting it, would you, would you recommend others to, to do the same? Yeah, absolutely. It, it goes without saying, really. As I said, I didn't know these things were around. I didn't know they, they were available. And there are so many scholarships and bursaries that are available for a whole range of things. There's uh, STEM, you know, women in STEM. If you apply for that and you fall into that demographic, that's something that you know could make a big difference to you. And 
along with that scholarship, not just the financial aspects of it, but you know there are, may be an opportunity at some point because you're a recipient of it to get involved with other opportunities throughout your university experience. I'm going to jump in here with a quick story. It's one of, of all the times I've ever worked with universities. It's one of my favourite stories. And um, but I was working with one student. And we were looking at scholarships and bursaries. And I, I, I said to him, look, have you, have you looked at scholarships and bursaries? He said, what are they? So I said, if only we had this podcast, I could, have, I could have said, well, listen to this podcast. But I didn't. So I had to explain. It's free money. And I've explained all about it, the benefits of it. There's scholarships out there. There's some that people don't apply for. Uh, and then I said, yeah, you're going to have a look at some. He said, no. So oh, great. This is, this is going well. But then I managed to convince him. So I said, uh, look, how long would it take you to find or at least look for some scholarships. He went, five hours. I said, great. I said, how long will it take you to apply? And you guess how many hours he said? Five hours. I said, okay, so 10 hours, right? If you apply and get a scholarship that's a thousand pounds, you are paying yourself a hundred pounds an hour in order to get it. And I always look back and it's completely true. Uh, I never found out if the student did get the scholarship or not, but I do think it's a really good way of looking at it. You know, when you hear about Anton talking about his own experience and, and you might be as a student listening to this or a parent or a school colleague supporting students be thinking, is it worth the time? And it's not just about money, which we'll come on to in a second with John as well. But um, bear in mind that if you do get one, it's probably the best, best pay you're going to get for a long, long, long time. Brilliant. Thank you, John C. I want to give our special guest today, John Herring, the opportunity to ask Anton one final question. I know you had many more but we only got a set amount of time. One more question to Anton about his experiences. Yeah, I mean, I, I would love to know what what does it mean to, to have both a scholarship and a bursary? I, I think it's worth sharing that kind of experience that you've taken advantage of both of these opportunities and they come with, I would imagine, different responsibilities, different outcomes, but what has it meant for you to have both? And would you recommend that people look into having both sides of the opportunity here? That's great. I think the, the biggest difference I would say between them is that there are some bursaries that you may automatically qualify for. So for me, coming from where I have, I live with my mum, and so the household income was very low. And I didn't realise until I got to university that I qualified for the Kent Financial Support Package. Now, that's been very useful, <laughs> particularly in terms of the financial gain from it. I get it in an instalment just before Christmas and then, you know, not long before summer. And so, particularly for buying Christmas presents, it was very useful, but something that I was totally unaware of before I went to uni. Then with scholarships, you tend to have to maybe do some form of application for them. So that might be writing a 500 word justification on uh, why you're suitable for recipients of it. And I think it's so important to seek them out because like you said, people don't know that these things are there and they don't get access. There is thousands of pounds that universities have, which just lay dormant every year. Because people, you know, coming into the university aren't uh, aware that they are available. And so that money just doesn't get spent. And 
you know, that, that could make such a huge difference to so many people. That can make your experience of living and renting, socializing so much more richer by by having that extra support. Yeah. Thank you for, for sharing that with us and, and sharing a little bit more about your, your background, Anton. I think, hey, uh, thanks for saying that the difference between scholarships and bursaries and, and going about applying for them because you've, you've made certain that people know that I, I do know what I'm talking about with my job. So thank God for that. But one of the things, and this is a bit anecdotal from our side, I work with 50 plus universities across the country. And one of the things that I found so frustrating and upsetting is how many of my university partners have told me that their students who need the support still won't apply for the scholarship because they fear that it will label them as poor or as this or as that or any pick a demographic category. They don't want to be labeled as that. And I think it's heartbreaking that this money goes untouched simply because someone doesn't want to be labeled as something. And I want to reiterate here that scholarships in particular are not handouts they are earned through the work that you put in through the application that you write through the personality that you share with that scholarship provider and so a i want to congratulate you again on on being awarded the multiple scholarships that you've taken advantage of but i want to congratulate you even for just being vulnerable and taking the step to lodge those applications because i do think it's so important that we maximize these opportunities so well done you thank you i, I mean further to to what you said there you know, it is sad that, that there is that sort of stigma that you, by accessing these things, I have been lucky because, you know, everyone that I've interacted with has never judged me for it. And I think that is the general uh, way that university campuses are because they are such a diverse and inclusive place to be where you know we don't judge each other um because we all made it to university there that it's a tough journey you know you might have needed to work really hard to get the grades and you know what benefit is there in in labeling people because they're accessing those things uh, it's also something that isn't necessarily public so i've not really told many people at all that I get the financial support package and stipend ambassadors are seen the same as the regular ambassadors who are on an hourly rate. So, you know, I wouldn't let, I'd say to someone, if you're listening, that you're thinking about applying for them, go for it because there shouldn't be a stigma around them. There isn't. I think we hear that there is, which is scary. But from my perspective, you've got nothing to worry about. Thank you so much, Anton and both Johns there. That brings us to the end of part two. Join us after this short break where we'll be getting the all-important hints, tips and guidance on making those applications for bursaries and scholarships in part three. Welcome back to part three. In this section, we're going to move on to the next steps. We've talked about bursaries and scholarships with Anton and John Herring. But I know, John Cheek, you've got some questions now, really how we can focus on the applications for applying for this money. John Herring, if you have any tips for our listeners when it comes to working on the application. So let me give you a scenario. A student is, has found a scholarship they're really interested in. 
they're at the application stage, they want to make their application stand out. Have you got any tips in, in terms of how they can do so? Yeah, without a doubt. And, you know, I have the, uh, the fortunate opportunity to work with both sides, work with young people who are launching these applications, but also work with the businesses and universities who are making these decisions around who is the end recipient of the funding. Um, so I've seen it from both angles and happy to share some helpful tips. So one of the things that I, I have to encourage every young person to do is to simply share your experience. Be as open, as honest, and as vulnerable as you can be about where you come from, what you've been through, and what this opportunity might mean for you. Lots of young people have done extracurricular activities. Lots of young people have good grades. Lots of young people have X, Y, Z. Only you have the experience that you have been through. And that is what resonates. It's that personal touch, that personality. I want to know who you are. And that's what really starts to resonate with whoever is putting up this funding. Now, aside from that personal touch, there's a little bit of ego in this. Those funders want to know that you know who the funding is coming from. There's a lot of goodwill out there in terms of creating these scholarships, but of course we put this money out there because we think that it will benefit both sides. And so if it's a corporate or a business in, uh, who is pledging the funding, do a little bit of research, you know, check them out, see what the website's about, see what they do, see what the industry is about and demonstrate your knowledge around what that organization, whether it's the university, the business, the charity, whoever it is, demonstrate that you know a little bit about who is putting that funding out there for you. Now, further to that, we've talked about different course-specific scholarships. Well, why do you want to study that course? What does that mean for you? What do you know about that subject matter, that topic? What have you done in that space? And what do you want to do? We make investments in young people, and I do mean investments. These are not donations, because we believe that you have the potential to change the world. Tell us how you want to do that. Tell us what the money is going to mean and how it's going to help you to achieve your longer-term aspirations. I think that's really, really important, is demonstrating what this funding means longer-term for you. Now, my final piece of advice is actually a warning, a caveat. We have all heard of ChatGPT. We know it's out there. I know you're using it. And that's okay. Use it. It's a tool. I use it every day. It helps me do my job. But what I have to ask you to do is if you're going to type in the application question and ChatGPT is going to spit something out, use it as a starting point. Do not copy and paste that answer into the application form. I've read them. I can tell. Please. Use it as a starting point. Use it as a bit of knowledge, as a bit of research and then put your personal touch on it. If, you, if your response is 25% ChatGPT, cool, don't mind it. If it's 85%, I know, and you're going in the binned application pile, I'm sorry, but please use it tactfully, not as a full response. Thank you so much. So many tips there, really, really, really appreciate it. Right then, um, one thing I touched on right at the start is that a scholarship in an adversary is always associated with money and, and quite rightly so but there is wider benefits out there so do you mind just telling us a little bit about the wider benefits outside of the the money 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 yeah i'd love to i don't know how many of your listeners will have heard the term social mobility before um, it's a big topic here in the uk at the minute and 
it boils down to access to money. And that's why when we talk about scholarships and bursaries, we do focus heavily on the money side. But I think a lot of us know from either experience or from interacting with young people that sometimes not having a lot of money growing up means that there are other barriers in the way as well, whether that's access to role models or access to industry professionals or work experiences or networking. There's a million and one things that come along with not having a lot of money when you're young. And I know that firsthand. Uh, and it sounds like, Anton, you might have had an experience or two in that space as well, um, which I appreciate you sharing. So with scholarships and with bursaries, and we've heard Anton's experience of being connected to the university a little bit deeper, being connected to his ambassador family, which is brilliant, and, and seeing some of these other experiences. A lot of the scholarship opportunities that we work with corporates to create come with mentorship. They come with work experience opportunities. They come with internship opportunities. They come with networking events and webinars and employability. And it's so much more. It's all of those other foundational elements that, sure, now you've got a bit more money. You can feel a little bit more comfortable. You can focus on your studies. You may not have to work three jobs while you're at uni anymore. But you're also developing relationships with people who want to develop a relationship with you. And it's important here to go back and remind people these opportunities are earned. When I put out a scholarship with some of my clients, there might be three funded opportunities and we'll get 100, 200 applications. That means that business is going through and reading those applications and they're finding young people who really stand out because they want to invest in those young people. They want to develop relationships with those young people. A lot of them are hoping that those young people are going to come work for them in the future. This is an opportunity to start setting yourself up for jobs. There's so much more opportunity linked to scholarships and bursaries. And it's worth considering that when you do your 10 hours and, and pay yourself 100 pounds an hour, you're paying yourself a heck of a lot more than that on top as well. And it's worth remembering that when you're thinking about lodging those applications. Thank you so much, John. And, and lead on that, Anton, if I could just come with you with a kind of a real example of that. So, so you've, you know, you've been really kind of a sharing an experience you've had when it came, came to a, a scholarship, but do you mind just telling us, you know, sharing any, any of your own story in terms of the external benefits outside the money? Yeah, it, it's difficult because, you know, I, I haven't accessed a scholarship that necessarily has those mentorship, uh, et cetera, opportunities. But at the same time, I have been able to engage with mentoring, for example, through the ambassador work. It, it would be hard to give you know, any broader examples about working with companies or doing perhaps an internship. But like he said, that those things are out there and, you know, I couldn't recommend them more. If I probably put in a little bit more time, I might have found some of those myself. But at the end of the day, I'm happy with what I ended up uh, applying for and, and securing. There are so many new things coming out uh, every week, every day, that they get snapped up because John said, you know, there there might be three places, and unless you're actively seeking out those kind of opportunities, even preparing for them, you know, have a template perhaps that includes a bit about you, about your journey, all those sort of meaty, important, unique details. So that then, when you do find out that this scholarship's open for application, all you have to do is that little bit of research on top 
into that company or that university and then sort of finish off your application and that will make the process a lot quicker for you you won't have to write it from scratch every time which you know can be demotivating or it can put you off because you think oh i've done this however many times before that will also set you in good stead for later on in your degree because if you're going to do a placement year like i did that was a very similar process i had to write cover letters for my cvs that were tailored to every company i applied for and you're going through that same sort of thing when applying for these scholarships so really it's just a bit of prep is going to come in really handy later on i think that's such good advice anton and thank you for sharing and also don't beat yourself up on on not finding more and more opportunities with additional pieces there have been so few historically in the UK that offer all of these additional wraparound support is what we would typically call it. Um, and that is part of my job is to drive more and more of these opportunities to get created by businesses and, and have more engagement in the space. So I think you've done it pretty well, my friend. Don't you worry about that. Once again, Anton and John, thank you so much for sharing all you have on scholarships and bursaries. We've got some exciting news and it's a first on the podcast. We've got a competition. John, you've got the details of this. Would you like to share with our audience? Yeah, thank you, Tim. And I'm really fortunate to say that we've had a couple of copies of Vivi, who runs Black Bullion, which John is joining us from today's book sent on to us. So what we're going to do is give those two copies away as a prize. So the book is called Staying Financially Healthy While You Study. Uh, and it actually was sent directly from the author. So when the show goes live, if it has been useful for you, and I'm talking to students, parents, and also teachers, sports students, please do share it on Instagram. And what we'll do is one week after the release date, we'll pick out a winner from our Instagram shares and contact you directly on Instagram and get your address and send on the book to you. Fantastic. Okay, just like to give anyone an opportunity to share their social media handles. If we go to Anton first, Anton, what would you like to share? I'm on LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm Anton LinkedIn. Springett uh, on LinkedIn. That's Anton Spring E double T. Thank you for sharing, Anton. What about our special guest, John Herring? Anything you'd like to share here, Handles? Yeah, happy to. Uh, I'm also on LinkedIn, John J O N Herring, H E R I N G. More than happy to connect. I only ask that if you are going to connect with me, please. Send a note along with your connection request. I get so many connection requests every day with no actual framework of why they're requesting me. So I ignore them. So please, if you're going to send me a request on LinkedIn, make sure that you include a little note. Um, from the Black Bullion point of view, we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram, both just at Black Bullion. We're also on TikTok, our newest social media. Uh, that's at Black Bullion at. And we also run a scholarships-specific uh, Twitter handle, which is at Uni Scholarships, which you can find all of our latest opportunities and all of the different scholarships that we're promoting from all of the different people that we work with. Uh, go to at Uni Scholarships on Twitter. There we go. That's John H. If you want to connect, how about John C? Yeah, thanks, Tim. Um, also, I'm uh, I can I can complete the treble, and I'm also on LinkedIn, and, and completely echo what John said about the notes. Uh, so, what we need to do is, if you want to connect with John, capital letters, give me free money. Um, I'll accept your invitation. Um, perhaps not get the free money to you, but the um, please do connect with us on LinkedIn. The 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 other thing that we do is produce guide brochures, and they'll be 
a note in the show notes about them. We produce them for students, for parents, for teachers. The reason this podcast came about is John H very kindly has produced some editorial uh, for our teacher's guide, which is coming up, which looks at, at tips when it comes to scholarships and bursaries. So the editorial was so good. I got in touch with John and said, you know what, will you join us for a podcast? And, and here he is. Um, so thank you so much, John, for your time. Anton, as ever, huge, huge, huge thank you to you for everything you do for the podcast as far as our student panel, but also sharing your story and, and being, you know, being vulnerable and, and, and giving your honest reflection on, on the process. So really appreciate your time. Um, I've really enjoyed this. Thank you so much to you both. You've been listening to The Uni Guide, supporting you with all things university. While you're here, why not give us a rating? If you have any comments, suggestions, or want to ask us any questions at all, please contact us using info at unitasterdays.com. Stay tuned, like and share, and as always, take care.